The Battle of All Battles is almost among us at the halfway point of the final season of Game of Thrones. And speaking of the Battle of All Battles, the Avengers Endgame is also among us at the time of this podcast. And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the high drama of the 2019 NFL Draft. So who will survive, who will die, and what poor souls are going to be drafted to the Miami Dolphins? Find out on this episode of Bombastic. What's up, everybody? This is Imani Wilson, and welcome to another edition of the Bombastic Podcast. Um, Please take this time now to go ahead and hit that subscribe button and also click that notification bell to get more updates on this weekly podcast. So once again, welcome. Thank you guys so much. Um, Just wanted to go ahead and say um, I know I was gone for a little bit, found myself out of town, went to um, Austin for the whole, you know, Easter weekend, you know, got to hang out a little bit, see the sights and do a bunch of things and just sort of just unwind a little bit. Plus, it was birthday celebration. So I know the last episode I touched upon my birthday and all leading up to it. So that weekend was a pretty good reprieve for me. But I knew once I got back, I was going to find myself in the thick of so many changes and of them being everything that's going on with the draft this week, everything going on with Game of Thrones, everything going on with Endgame. So I kind of just knew that no matter what, I was going to find myself inundated with a bunch of updates. Now, I have no problem telling you now before we even get in the first five minutes of this video that there are zero, and I mean zero spoilers ahead this is a spoiler free review of what's to come and game of thrones and what's to come with um avengers endgame now with the nfl draft i mean it's not really spoilers it's more so speculation because it could go anyway but there's still high drama for all you sports fans out there so i figure let's just go ahead and jump right into it so I wanted to go ahead and speak about, you know, the different journeys that were going on with um, the characters developing in Game of Thrones, um, what's to come on the biggest mission of the Avengers and the film series and the end of the Avengers um, movie series itself, and then, of course, the draft. But if we're going to get into journeys and speaking of the draft, then let's just talk sports. So speaking of it, the NBA postseason is definitely in full swing. At this point, it's going into the second round. Some teams still hanging on to try to get a seed. Others are just delaying the inevitable. Shout out to the LA Clippers because they're going to absolutely still get um, their legs swept by the, by the Warriors. But um, otherwise, I would want to say that while I could get into that, this is supposed to be a high drama-filled episode, so I'd rather get into the NFL draft. So speaking of the 2019 NFL draft, um, for for those who follow American football in the NFL, this is the time of year where all kinds of crazy shit starts happening. And the reason why that happens is because the way that the draft shapes up, it ultimately tells you the direction of the team and and how that may impact the team for years to come. Now, I know a lot of people that follow football say, I mean, it doesn't matter. The Patriots are just going to win another Super Bowl. Eh, I don't know about that shit. I honestly think every year we get closer to it, we get closer to the Patriots' demise. So I feel like we're just now reaching that, like, Infinity War endgame where it's like, hmm, yeah, the bad guy was successful, but I think they're going down. 
at this point. I think they're fucking going down. But more than anything, I'd want to just go ahead and touch up on, you know, which teams honestly have the most to gain and which ones have the most to lose and all that good stuff. I think going into it, the team probably with the most to gain right now would be the Arizona Cardinals. Number one, they pick number one overall. Um, they are a team with a moderate amount of cap space and have a lot to gain with that number one pick. For them, they technically have a franchise quarterback in in Rosen, in Josh Rosen. But the thing is, there's there's been a lot of speculation as to whether or not he's really the guy or whether they want to get this guy, um, Kyler Murray from Oklahoma, whether they want to get a, a top defensive prospect or whether they want to just trade that pick for someone that might be thirsty enough to get it. So I would say in that instance, the Arizona Cardinals are a team with the most to gain with that number one pick because they can go in any direction. And at this point, the draft is kind of theirs. They will ultimately set the tone for the draft those first 15 because it's 32 picks because there's 32 teams or and you know some instances some teams trade out of the first round if they made deals and there's been plenty um that first pick is going to definitely impact the other 31 to come after it so i would say the cardinals have the most to gain as far as a team with the most to lose this one's a little tough because i feel like everyone's in a position to kind of you know, really, really sort of sort of figure it out, if you will. I say a, a team with the most to lose, honestly, would probably be the Washington Redskins. And that's only because so far the speculation that the Redskins are going to trade up. But if you know anything about football, the Redskins organization have been infamously known for doing bonehead moves, especially when it comes to draft day. You used to be able to say that about the Cleveland Browns, but they were so terrible for so long, they were able to flip their, you know, absolute... Uh, mediocrity and make it into getting top prospects year in and year out so they suck to succeed if you will but the Redskins they just suck like this is the same team that traded away so many future assets for um uh, quarterback Robert Griffin Robert Griffin III but then yet at the same time in that same year they also drafted Kirk Cousins now mind you when they when they got RG3 Robert Griffin III they went ahead and traded, like, I think a couple of first-round picks and a second-round picks for at least two to three years. So they ultimately said, look, we're willing to give up on getting top prospects in the first 100 players for the next two years to get this one guy just to never keep that one guy. And then the other guy they got in later in that same that same round when they drafted, they then had him for years and jerked him around. So I just say, in, in essence, that the Redskins probably have the most to lose because they are a team that absolutely is desperate for quarterback. I don't know if they're a team that wants to wait till next year because they have a very prominent defense. Their coach is kind of in a weird position because they don't know whether to keep him or fire him. They still don't know whether to change that fucking racist-ass name and logo. Redskins don't know what the fuck to do, really. But they definitely know they want a quarterback, but they don't know how much they're willing to give up for a quarterback. It's yet to be determined to be completely honest with you and i think they're going to be the ones to probably go ahead and have the most to lose out of this the other qbs one guy's like 33 and has been like a you know bench player if you will for almost all his career another guy is out with an acl injury another guy with a broken leg and the leg got infected while healing so he may just retire from football and they owe him a bunch of money so the redskins honestly have the most to lose out of this draft because for them they're in one of those weird positions where they have to make a good step forward but then at what cost are they gonna have to take a good step forward then of course there's the question of who's gonna make a trade 
I mean, I feel like there's so many teams that are absolutely going to make a trade. I would say of the teams, I feel like, and, you know, i got to obviously represent for my boys. I feel like both my teams might trade. I think the New York Jets will most likely trade out of number three if the price is right. And as far as the Giants, I feel like the Giants might also trade up of those picks, depending on what happens with the first two picks as well. I feel like this is one of those instances where I'm hoping that the Giants, who have picks number 6 and 16, if I'm not mistaken, off of a trade which included, you know, Odell Beckham. But as far as of those picks, I feel like they're probably going to try to see if they can maybe trade from the sixth spot to maybe a top five spot in order to get their guy QB because they know the Redskins are right there among those teams that also want to trade up. So I feel like as far as trades, I think the Jets might just trade. The Giants might trade. Obviously, the Redskins might trade. Um, I'm trying to think who else might also be on that list. I want to say as well, thinking of a bunch of other teams, because I'm thinking of QB needy teams, because mostly it's the QB needy teams that trade up really high for a guy. So yeah, you got the Giants up there. You got the Redskins up there. I still keep saying that a dark horse, a dark horse candidate might be Cincinnati. I say you can't, you can't rule them out. You should not rule them out. Um, and then as far as like options are concerned, yeah, I guess I guess we'll have to see. But I think those are teams that'll probably go ahead and uh, possibly make trades. And as far as who's gonna reach, I mean, like I said, the reach comes when you go ahead and trade a bunch of picks or a bunch of players who, you know, that you try to then parlay with another team and say, Hey, before you draft somebody, hear me out. If I give you my first round pick this year and you move six spots down and then my first for next year and then this my second round pick for this year because there's seven rounds in each draft. So I give you my second round pick and a third and then a second for next year. Someone's going to reach for the stars. Not saying it's going to be a good thing because reaches typically aren't. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. I say again, teams to watch out for a reach, you want to watch out for the Redskins. I think the Redskins are going to try to leapfrog over somebody. May also have to keep an eye out on those goddamn Miami Dolphins. I feel like they're another team that could easily reach as well because they're also a team that's in a weird position where they don't know whether they want to just be terrible for this year or if they want to start thinking about the future and just sort of take this year off and wait for next year to go out and get a guy, which is why I said I feel bad for any poor souls that going to Miami because you're pretty much signing up to go for a team that has no real intentions to truly compete this year and with all the other teams in the division kind of loading up and getting better Miami's now kind of on the outside looking in so shout out to all those who might be going ahead and, and find themselves chilling and rocking with the team on South Beach sure you don't have to go ahead and pay any sort of uh taxes on your money down there in the Sunshine State but uh yeah your team's gonna suck so it's kind of rough and, you know, that's the end of that. And speaking of the end, let's talk into the most important, important parts of this podcast, popular media. So it goes without being said that Game of Thrones right now is currently at a halfway point in its final season. Um, the length of the episodes at this point are going to be, I think, approaching a little over an hour and eight minutes, an hour and 20 minutes to where you're practically going to have movie length episodes from here on out. So... Where we stand right now, and again, there's no spoilers in here, are we are literally at the cusp of the actual battle with the White Walkers themselves. And I think everything leading up to it right now, given you've seen the different character developments and the plot sort of um, unfurling, if you will, is death. Just lots of fucking death. 
I think, honestly, going into it, there are going to be so many deaths that it's hard to really predict who's going to survive. I feel like, I feel like this series is going to probably end with like maybe each house losing or like each, like each house is going to lose several members of it. I've already said, you know, in my mind, I've kind of come to peace. I see my I see my favorite character on the show dying, and people are like, oh, what, Jon Snow? Oh, you mean Daenerys? Do you mean Tyrion? I mean the Hound, bitch. The Hound. I think the Hound is going down. I think the Hound is going to go down in heroic fashion. I feel like he could have had a chance to go ahead and die when he did, when Brienne, I mean, whipped his ass. I mean, beat the bitch out. It was actually kind of hot, because she was just like, beating his ass with a rock, and just go, and like threw and locked this motherfucker over like a cliff basically and left him left him for dead but i think the hound is going to wind up definitely being you know someone to um just keep an eye out on i think think that i think the hound is probably going to go ahead and probably take a fall who else i think is probably going to take a fall i just feel like for some reason and it's fucked up because again it's game of thrones and they don't really do love stories you notice that game of thrones doesn't do love stories i feel like if it isn't gray worm that's gonna die then miss sandy is gonna die if i'm if i'm a betting man i want to say it's gonna be miss sandy because you think about all of this everybody who's left to live right now with some kind of advisor miss Sandy isn't really advising shit now. She's bas- she's basically uh, fucking Daenerys's BFF. And we ain't got time for fucking BFFs. You got to be useful in some sense. Now, I'm not saying Miss Sandy is useless. I'm just saying in the grand scheme of everything going on, she's more so like emotional support. And it's kind of to help sort of be there for Daenerys. But she's not really serving as an anchor anymore. She's just, she's already proven herself where she's put in her sweat equity to where now she can kind of just chill and focus on developing a relationship with Grey Worm. But I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I just don't think it's going to happen. This series has fucking shown me that when ever somebody has a personal relationship with somebody else they're dead so i think miss sandy's probably gonna go ahead and die i hate to say it i think she's gonna die i think that's gonna be the tipping point for gray worm and that's also gonna be the tipping point for danny i think when miss sandy dies daenerys is gonna finally become and not the mad king but the mad queen i think she's gonna lose her shit and that's gonna be what pushes her over the edge and she's gonna lose control and that might be what ultimately leads to her demise because she didn't realize that history repeats itself and while she kept trying to make it out this whole time that she wasn't like her her um like her her predecessors and and wasn't this like bloodthirsty cold-hearted like mad ruler with these fucking powerful beasts but instead she's been trying to be this mother of dragons this liberator of chains and all that i think when she sees the one of the final people in this world that she trusts and loves go like and probably in some horrible way She's going to fucking lose her shit and go, no, never mind. There's no more talking. There's no more compromise. You know, I lost, you know, I lost a lot already in this war now. And, you know, I lost a child basically yeah, in all senses. And now I lose a best friend. Nah, nah, Daenerys is going to go ape shit. So that, that's my bet. My bet is again that the hound goes, Miss Sandy goes. And as far as on the Stark Lannister side, I 
I mean, that's a little slippery, but I just feel like no matter how it shakes out, Cersei's fucking dead. I don't I don't care how it shakes out. How she dies, I don't know. I feel like in some sort of weird sense, maybe Jamie's the one to kill her. I feel like that's how it's going to go down. Because, again, relationships don't fucking last in this series. They don't. Now, again, I haven't read the book. So, you know, folks who read the books are probably like, that's what you think. But I'm I'm just guesstimating that on the show that those are the characters going to go down. Now, how's going to go down as a hero? Missandei's going to go down as a sacrifice and it's going to be the breaking point for um it's going to be the breaking point for Danny and then I feel like in poetic fashion Jamie is going to kill Cersei. So that those are my ultimate predictions right now for who's going to go in regards to uh Game of Thrones. Now, speaking of who's going to go Let's just fucking talk about Avengers Endgame, but let's speak about it very briefly, and 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 let me be frank here when I say this. So, at the time of this podcast, I'm on my way to go see the um, the the movie, which should be probably in like the next like two hours or so. So, for me right now, I got mixed feelings because I've done my best to try to avoid spoilers on the internet, but it's the internet. I hate the fucking internet. It's a love-hate relationship with the internet. I love it. I hate it. You know, it's like people. I love human beings and all that we can offer. We're, we're each other's most valuable resource. But then, I can't stand some motherfuckers. So, shout out to all the dickheads who made it their business to go ahead and spoil the fucking movie. Because I already have great elements of the movie spoiled already. It is what it is. I try my best to try to avoid spoilers. The shit still happened. Because people fucking suck. But I'm not one of those people that are going to go ahead and fucking ruin it for anybody else. I'm going to say this with still not knowing how things shake out, but then having a idea of what goes down. Here's my following take. And again, I'm not going to throw out any theories, again, based on what I do actually know. But what I can go ahead and try to conclude without giving anything away is there's going to be great loss. There is. There's going to be great loss. There are going to be paths that you did not see were being taken, being taken. And I think ultimately this movie is going to shape that the next sort of slate of Marvel films from here on out are just going to, it's it's going to absolutely, it's almost going to be like what the prequels were for the original Star Wars trilogy. And then what, and, or better not the prequels, what the sequels were to the original, to the original trilogy. It's going to be still in the same mythos of everything that happened, but just a whole new direction. So I think if people are expecting this to be like, oh yeah, this is going to carry on to something bigger. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this is literally the end, my friend. The the end isn't fucking just near. The end is here. I think this is the fucking absolute end of the line. And from what I saw, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I, I had to keep from getting emotional because, again, I was pissed because some because a bunch of fuckheads have been making it their business to ruin the fucking movie. And then I've heard some people say, yo, it's just like a long-ass three-hour highlight reel. It's no real story. It's just like flash, flash, boom, flash, flashy shit here, flashy shit there. So whatever the case is, all I know is based on what I'm going in and based off of what I know, yeah, this is the end of the line. This is truly the end game. So it's going to be heavy. And um, I'm going to go ahead and enjoy the drink of the motherfucking day, month, week, and a year, water, right now. 
because when it comes to going to that fucking movie theater, I'm letting you know now, now, okay? I ain't taking a piss break. That's just not going to happen. It's just, it's not going to happen. If I literally have to be that dude to sit there and wait for everything to roll out, the post credit scene, all that sort of shit, and then run through motherfuckers to go take a piss, so be it. So be it. But I just know, based off of what I can tell, what was spoiled, spoiled to me, and just my general summations anyway about the direction of the fucking films in the next phases is like yeah it's just it's gonna be all uncharted territory from him completely uncharted territory so yeah we'll um you know i'll have to go ahead and see i mean honestly i'm not gonna do a review on the actual movie until a week from now because i want people to have enough time to see it because again the movie comes out tonight and you know and then it's a the general debut is come friday so that gives you a whole fucking week to go ahead and see the fucking movie without then going like, yo, why are you talking about it on a podcast? It's a whole fucking week later. So get your shit right. You have the weekend. You got some time during the week all the way up till next Friday. And if you follow this series, just expect that for next Thursday's episode, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to talk about it in some fashion. I'm going to go ahead and do my own thing. So, you know, I'm, you know, that's pretty much where I'm going to be with that. Um, my super top secret project is not so super top secret. It's a, um, music video that yours truly has come up with. I think it's timely. It's, um, definitely something I think folks are going to enjoy. And I look forward to you guys being able to see it. Um, I'm not going to post it on my YouTube channel. I'm going to post it under the, um, one of my production companies. I know I'm fancy and shit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and post it under IMB media. So please go ahead and take this time to go ahead and go check out IMB media on, on Instagram. So that's at IMB media info. Also, when you go ahead and hit YouTube search INB, so ice cream, nighttime, bedtime, INB media, not all one word, IMB space media on YouTube. You'll see it. It's a song called Nerds Cry. I think you guys are going to love it. I'll drop links, do all that sort of great shit. Because like I said, it'll be the video will be up come tomorrow. Um, you know, the links or whatever to the to the actual single itself available on Spotify, iTunes, you know, all the spots, Google Play Music, you know, all of that shit in which you go ahead and go listen to music or can't listen to music online is going to absolutely be there. So please check that out. I'd love to hear you guys thoughts and feedback. And I can't wait to see you guys feedback once the, once the fucking video drops, because I'm going to definitely link it to all my social media. So Otherwise, guys, this has been another bombastic podcast. Uh, once again, thank you guys for going ahead and tuning in. Uh, if you absolutely like this episode and so far are interested in following the series, please take this time to go ahead and hit that subscribe button and hit the notification bell so you can get updates on my weekly podcast offerings. Also, take some time to also go ahead and consider as well uh checking out the audio version of this podcast for those who don't have time to just sit and look at a video with my mug on it and everything i'm speaking of to check out this podcast everywhere you listen to your podcast itunes stitcher um spotify iHeartRadio, you know the whole nine yards whatever you tune into your podcast obviously anchor.fm forward slash bombastic and yep check me out in the audio form so once again i'm your host imani wilson and this has been another bombastic podcast we out and the end 
is nigh.